Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. And welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. We are broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. Julie, my love, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you so much. I'm really excited for this show. I think it's going to clarify and distill and give them lots of practical, applicable stuff to work with. So it's always a good thing. It is. So a couple of quick announcements, and then we're going to get right to it. Um, number one, as a lot of you guys are being made aware, we have finally gotten a lot of the technology. This is mostly for coaching clients, but those of you who will become coaching clients, a lot of new websites and stuff done. So make sure you guys are logging in. You're using all the new systems. You're using all the new um, presentations. You're using the new scripts. You're using everything. Make sure you're taking full advantage of what's included in the Premier Coaching Program and don't be afraid to like deep dive, especially into the new content site that we put up. It's really the feedback we're getting is fantastic. I love hearing you guys. I had a, a real quick email exchange with somebody who was going on a fourteen million dollar listing, wow. and they were using That's our awesome. pre-listing. Yeah, nice, right? And they're and yeah. it's a sellable fourteen million dollar listing too, even better. And uh, they were using our pre-listing pack. And then I had another. I had a coaching call with a big broker in the Midwest who's basically in the midst of putting our our pre-listing pack in place for their like five hundred or I forget how many agents. So it's hundreds of agents. And you know he was really excited about it as well. So moral of the story, guys. The big takeaway is use the content. Don't you know? Don't go crazy and change it too much. Keep it as pure as possible because it has been tested to work in every market and every price range. And if you guys aren't yet in Premier Coaching, we've made it easy for you. Just go ahead and fill out that form that's right there on this listen page, name, email, phone number. And when you do, we'll give you those books. So the topic of today's um, call was inspired by one of our great coaches named Bill Bird. And the topic is there's no such thing as passive lead generation. And that's something, and believe me, Julie and I sold real estate. We know that it's very seductive, the idea of not actually having to, uh, you know, go out there and proactively work for your leads. In other words, you know, the fantasy is that you can just basically buy your uh, way into prosperity or you can market your way into prosperity or you can, you know, whatever. And so what we're going to do is we're going to go through the fallacy of that thinking. Now, it's not 100% wrong, obviously, but we're going to help to give you guys a lot of clarity that will make it so that you understand why some of you are looking back upon the past 12 months and you're saying, well, I was a you know, subscriber to this portal's leads, and I was doing this, and I was doing the other thing, and I organized all my stuff, and I have my CRMs, and I have all my ducks in a row, and yet, and yet I'm not hitting my goals. And so we're going to help you guys see through all the haze, and we're going to help you realize again, ultimately, that there's no such thing as passive lead generation and why those, things, why those passive lead generation systems, frankly, don't ever really work. Um, and when they work, they don't work consistently. Um, so get ready to feel, frankly, a lot more in control than you probably do now towards the end of today's show. So, Julie, why don't you start out by reading the email we got from Bill that inspired the show? Yes, absolutely. So this is kind of a combination ramp-up, shout-out, etc. So from Coach Bill Bird, 
He said quickly, need to talk about going to freaking work. You must put at least 20 hours a week, if not more, into lead generation, however you do it. Students think the fruit is still on the tree, and it's not. It's on the ground, and you've got to dig, so let's go. So I appreciate that. Bill's always got great energy and enthusiasm. And I think he hits the nail on the head. It's, it's probably the most commonly avoided thing in real estate, which is completely counterintuitive. And then I, I wanted to lead into an email that we got from a podcast listener. Again, kind of a shout out, but also related to this topic today. So if you'd like me to go into that, Tim, I can roll right into that yeah, one. Yeah, read so. it. No, no, read, the, read okay. it. It's great. I mean, okay, great. So I, again, yeah. Yeah, so this is from a podcast listener. Hi, Tim. I'm a longtime listener of your podcast, though admittedly I have not yet signed up for your coaching program yet, so we know he will soon. Like you, I've always been a firm believer in work as hard as you possibly can now, save, and relax when you've earned it when you have the financial means to do so. I just finished reading the 4-Hour Workweek book, and while I found it so many extremely helpful tips throughout the book, there was an underlying theme that I have been trying to wrap my head around, specifically trying to translate this 4-Hour Workweek idea into my life, into my situation, and I wanted to get your opinion. The book repeatedly encourages you to build systems that work for you so that you can focus on the important aspects of your job in a fraction of the time you're currently spending and let the machine you built do the work for the rest of the time. Well, I simply cannot understand how this is possible for someone in real estate. I have found that hard work has a direct correlation with my success. I'd love to hear if you have any tips on how I can make, uh, how I can take some of the lessons from the book and actually implement them in my life. Please note that this does not come from a desire not to work. It comes from a desire to actually do my best. Thank you in advance for your help. And that is from Isaac Schaefer. So any referrals going to Idaho, Isaac is your guy. And so that led us to put together this podcast through Bill Bird's request and commentary as a coach, as well as from Isaac, this idea of lead generation. You know, what is the deal with that? Why is it, Tim, that agents tend to hide out from lead generation? I think we're going to address all of that on this podcast. We are. So, Julie, let's just get to the first point. Now, and Isaac is pretty much spot on what he's thinking. And a lot of you guys think the same way. You realize that there's a direct correlation between effort and your results. So the frustrating part of that is that so much of the sort of, I don't know, mythical business stuff, like, well, let, let, I'm going to tell you guys a quick story about 4-Hour Workweek, that book and Tim Ferriss. Julie and I have mad respect for the book and for Tim and everything he's done, and this is just a true story. So Julie and I met Tim Ferriss. Now, this was back in 07, and we were asking him about the title of the book. And he told me that the book itself title was Tested. And you guys, if you'd read the book, you, it's not hard for you to believe that they tested different seven-hour work week, 12-hour work week, 14-hour work week. So the four-hour work week in itself was just a title that was designed to sell books. Okay, Not difficult to understand, not difficult to believe if you've read the book, number one. Number two, the biggest difference between what Tim sells and a lot of the advice that he gives, by the way, is based on um, selling a product. You guys don't sell a product. You sell a service. And when you sell a service, it's, very, it's basically almost impossible to scale it. So Tim could, for example, he was selling something, I think it was a nutritional supplement, and he could sell more of his supplement and his costs didn't necessarily increase. Obviously, the cost of the product, but the cost to sell the product didn't increase where yours does. So, for example, and this is what happens with a lot of folks that form real estate teams. Oh, and by the way, this is the cha same challenge a lot of brokerages have. If you have to add people and expense to increase your revenue, that does not necessarily or very rarely does it actually equal a larger net income. And we've had this conversation so many times on this radio show, and the example I like to give is very simple. 
you take a team earning a million dollars a year in commission. Let's say it's six, seven people, and altogether that team earns a million dollars in commission. The person, the rainmaker, the entrepreneur, the team leader, whatever their title is, that person is probably making $130,000, $160,000 a year net. Okay? Those are some real numbers for you. Maybe it's a little more, maybe it's a little less. If they're actually out there working with buyers themselves, if they're doing more of the actual selling, then the net will be higher than if they've tried to you know, take it to the seventh level and delegate everything. Okay? Now, if you take somebody who's earning, say, for, so, so just keep, let's just settle on 150. Average team has a 15 to 18% net. That's what we found. The rainmaker, the person taking all the risk, that's what they're making. So those of you who are on teams and you're making a lot of money and you think your team leader is not being fair to you, you better think twice about it. And by the way, those of you who are in great brokerages where the broker bends over backwards to do a great job for you, really doing a good job servicing you and taking care of, you know, really good experience, and you're feeling like, well, you're not getting a fair shake in terms of commission splits, most brokers earn actually less net than what a team leader does. There's not a lot of profit when you basically try to scale a real estate practice. You have to increase your you, – you have to go to like – in order for that – just getting back to my point, and then we'll move on to our first point. For someone, an individual practitioner with, say, maybe one or two assistants, one person to run around and put signs in lockboxes, one person to close transactions. For that same person to earn 150 grand, they probably, to cover all their business expenses, only need to earn about 225, 250 max. And then they'll earn the same amount net that the person who's earning a million dollars. So the team that gets all the attention, the team that gets all the, you know, awards, the team that everyone, you know, they walk around and they own the office and they have, all, you guys get the idea. They're actually netting the same amount as someone who basically is running a small mom and pop shop. Now, how do you actually build wealth in real estate? Generally speaking, real estate itself will provide you a really good lifestyle. That's true. Uh, but it won't help you build wealth because for as of yet, there's not been a lot of there's not a proven business model to sell a real estate team. Now that might change in the uh, foreseeable future, but for now, there's not a lot of teams being sold for multiples. A multiple would be like if you net a million dollars, if you have a million dollars in profit, it might sell for three or four million dollars. Happening for brokers, not happening for teams. The way you actually build wealth in real estate, which is kind of the, the thought process that Isaac was on, if I'm reading his email correctly, is you take the profit that you have from selling houses and then you reinvest that. That's the key. So real estate, your business, if it's not producing profit, you're not going to have any money to reinvest. But once you do have profit, you reinvest it in other things. And obviously our favorite thing is going to be rental properties. I know a lot of you guys feel the same way. So hopefully that clarifies a fallacy and a lot of the sort of conventional delegate everything type thinking that a lot of people are struggling with because you, your best energies and your best results, Isaac and everybody else, is always going to be um, working directly with sellers primarily. When you do that, you'll have the greatest net uh, profit of anybody, and you can then take that money and you go buy rental properties. Don't see your real estate business as something that's an asset. It's just like your ATM machine. The assets are what you buy with the profit from your real estate business. So, Julie, um, you wrote down some great points. And, again, guys, these are some fallacies. These are some lies that have been told to you about lead generation with regards to it being passive. So, Julie, let's just jump right in. Fact number one, Julie. Yes. Well, fact is your number one job in real estate is to generate new business. Be very clear on that. We always, when we do live events, we always ask everyone, you know, what's your product? 
and it's kind of related to this, right? What is your job? And we get all kinds of interesting answers like providing great customer service and taking really good care of my clients. And all of that is true, but ultimately your job is to bring in new business as frequently as humanly possible. I, I mean, I wish I was looking, staring all of our listeners in the eyes right now. This is your job. And I wish that they would teach that the second you walked into real estate school because it is something to be very clear on. So we're well, talking Julie, about hover if, there. Yes, go ahead. But hover there. Okay, that's a really mm-hmm. good point. Sorry for interrupting you. That's Brokers, okay. office managers, right now, I want you to look around, and I want you to ask the agents that are in the room with you right now, or ask at your next office meeting, and I know a lot of you guys are using our podcast for training. Ask your agents what their product is. And their answer is always going to be some amiable you know, type answer. Happy customers, sold homes. All that stuff. Nope, that's part of the process. Your product is the profit that you make from a transaction. As a broker, as an agent, the actual profit you make. If you spend all of your money to generate that transaction and then you pay taxes on it, you have no profit. You're just passing money through. You're never going to build wealth off that. You have to absolutely positively see that profit, the amount of money you have in your pocket after the transaction's done and after your overhead is done, that is what you're there to produce. You will not produce profit unless you have happy customers, unless you're giving great customer service, unless you have all the other things in alignment. Profitless businesses, generally speaking, have problems that start at the you know, root level in terms of their ability to deliver and what they promise. Does that make sense? Think about that. I know that is a huge paradigm shift for the real estate industry, especially our audience, individual practitioners, realtors, agents, boots on the street, frontline workers, you guys, us. Profit is your product. And when you make profit, then you can go buy rental properties. And then sometime in your future, you can have enough money coming in passively that you can choose not necessarily to have to do the same things you have to do now in order to earn money. Julie? Yeah, that's exactly it. So be clear on what your job actually is. And so to get back to that email and to uh, Bill's shout out, what systems are necessary, right? So the four-hour work week does have some good points, even though that's about a product versus a service. Agents always ask, what systems are necessary to work towards a streamlined business so that you can still make the income you need without working every waking hour, okay? So here's the thing. We don't want you to work every waking hour. We've got to absolutely be focused on generating leads. So remember, lead generation is your number one system. Nothing else matters if you haven't got enough leads or enough consistency in lead generation. So point number one, there is no such thing as passive or free lead generation. You're always buying leads. That leads me to point number two. Your well, mission, well, Julie, what does that mean? Yes. Julie, what does that mean? That's such a big point, right? Well, so yeah, let, let, I mean, let's go, I guess uh, the only free thing is the occasional referral I hand to you, but that's not a system. Well, so here it is. There's no such thing as passive or free lead generation. You're always buying leads. No, I'm not, Tim. I prospect for my leads every day. No, I'm not, Tim. I actually get on the phone. I call Fizbo's and expireds. Okay? You're sit- and you know what? Here's the difference. When you're lead generating that way, you're paying for the leads now, and when you buy leads, you're basically, hopefully, paying for them later. Now, there it is. There's the bottom line. When you're buying a lead from Zillow, and you're buying lead from another source, you're using future hypothetical earnings to pay for that lead, or you're using savings. When you're on the phone and you're actually prospecting, you're generating that lead and paying for that lead now with your time. 
So you might say, well, Tim, I don't have enough time in the day to generate the number of leads that I want to generate in order for me to actually uh, you know, accomplish my goals. Now, I understand that's how people rationalize buying leads, and that's the reason we are for buying leads, but after you've learned how to basically generate the leads yourself. There's nothing wrong with buying leads after you've learned how to generate the leads yourself. Want me to say it again? If you guys can learn how to generate yourself, pre-qualify yourself, you'll never be dependent on one of these lead selling sources because you know you can always pick up the phone or do some of the other things we teach you in the coaching program to actually drill down and get leads whenever you want them. I, you guys have to get to the point where Julie and I could pluck you up from anywhere where you are in the country and drop you in anywhere else in the country, and within a 90-day period, you could basically have 10 or 15 or 20 listings because you know how to do it, and you didn't have to buy a single listing. That is the goal. That's where you have to get to. So point number two is your mission is to know where to get most leads in the least amount of time. Now, there, there's another little interesting paradigm shift. If you guys right now, here's a little mental mindset thing. Julie and I are going to run a competition. For the next 30 days, whoever takes, well, let's make it easy, more realistic. For the next 90 days, whoever takes 30 listings wins $100,000 taxes paid. No, this is not real. This is just a mindset thing. So you have to generate 30 listings in the next 90 days. How are you going to do it? Seriously, ask yourself how are you going to do it. What would you do? There's not a single person listening right now that doesn't at least have two or three answers pop to their mind. They go as the subdivision. Well, yeah, that would work. Maybe some of you guys would, you know, you'd work the heck out of your centers of influence and past clients. You would go directly to that FISBO that you've been driving by every single day on your way to Starbucks, right? You, would, you know what you would have to do. It's the very things that many of you are avoiding doing. Moral of the story is, you know already the things that need to happen for you to generate the most number of listing leads the quickest now. And they aren't the things that result in you whipping out your credit card and then basically you know, buying leads from our portal, are they? You would, none of you, I bet you, any of you would say, I'm going to basically, you know, remember I said 30 listings in the next 90 days. So that means that buyers would have to take a back seat, as they should, no pun intended. What other things would you have to stop doing? You probably wouldn't spend a lot of time tweaking your website or spending time on your CRM. All those things are important, guys. But where the money is made, where the rubber meets the road, is when you are in front of a potential seller. In every market, of every person listening right now, there are literally thousands of people who have properties to sell, who have their hands up in the air, who are ready to get those properties sold. And yet, how many of you guys are going to you know, take a, a cold call today from some portal trying to sell you some sort of membership into getting exclusive buyer leads. Why would you even be seduced by that when you knew exactly how to go out and get your own buyer leads? There are literally well, dozens of ways. they think it's passive. They think it's passive. That's how it's sold to everyone, right? So just to kind of blend our points number three and four, when you prospect you're paying now, yes, with your time, and yes, it does require some level of skill, but the lead is paid for already with your time and your skill. In this case, you are controlling the lead quality by who you choose to call, and you're controlling the lead flow by how many of them you're choosing to call, but it is paid for already. There's no ongoing trailing bill going on. Point number four, when you buy leads from pay-per-click, the portals, et cetera, you're paying later. You're really speculating, often far, yep. you know, far later than having self-generated your own leads. Why? 
the lead quality and the cost per lead are not actually in your control. How many of you guys know that because the bill that you're paying this year is higher than the bill you paid last year for the same leads, which may or may not even be the same quality? It gets you out of control, and you're speculating on your lead uh, generation, right? And in addition to that, you are paying and paying and paying, not just with your time, but also with your money. You know that from your – Julie, I love the next – I love the next point. This is such a hard point for people to wrap their minds around, and it's because they have been lied to. You know it. I know it. And soon everyone listening, 149,000 were going to hit our record or hit our goal this year of having 200,000 regular listeners. So the 149,000 of you guys that are listening mostly in replay hear what we're about to say, and this is going to rock your world. Leads have no value. Leads have no value. None. The same lead you have that you guys just bought from ABC Company or whatever, 10 other agents are buying that same lead. That same lead, that same buyer mostly is what you guys are paying money for. It's filling out 10 different forms on 20 different websites and being chased by 30 different agents who are all putting them in the same lead follow-up campaign, who are all sending them you know, listing data, who are all sending them snazzy emails, who are all doing the exact same thing that you think will, that you were told to do that will somehow magically result in you getting a sale. Look, guys, I know some of that stuff will work, but think many majority of you, 99% of you, you think that's the primary activity you're supposed to be doing is building all these complicated systems, creating passive lead generation systems. That is not what you're supposed to be doing. Eventually, if you choose to, you can put those things in place after you've learned how to generate your own leads. And here's the magical thing, and Julie, we'll get to the next point tomorrow. Here's the magical thing about knowing how to go out and fish opposed to waiting for a fish to magically jump in your own basket is that once you have that skill set, you are honestly, you're not going to run into a lot of competition because most agents, especially agents that have come to business in the last 10 years, no one's telling them the truth like we are right now about lead generation. If you've, come in, if you've gotten your license since, say, 2006 or 2007, you think it's normal for most agents to buy their leads. Matter of fact, Julie, how often do we hear from brokers who tell the agents uh, the first thing they're supposed to do is go buy leads? I mean, isn't that the All normal the thing brokers it's like job one. Yeah. Well, why are they doing that? Why do you think, Julie, brokers and office managers are telling agents to go buy leads opposed to learn how to generate your own? Why do you think they're doing that? Well, I, I might make some of them Be mad honest. with an honest answer. Okay, it's because that's an easy <laughs> Go button. Go for it. I know what you're going to say. It's Go the ahead. easy button. Yeah. They yep. then don't really have to train them to really sell with real skills. That takes a lot of work, as you and I both know as head coaches of this organization, yeah, right? Yeah, it does. I mean, that is a lot of work. It can be exhausting. So what's easier than that? Well, just go register with some of the portals and, you know, answer your phone when they call, okay? Yep. Which is or a whole other can of worms that we'll talk about tomorrow, right? Or they'll tell you just to basically hammer your centers of influence and past clients until the cow comes home yeah. and hope for something to work. Easy Guys, that's not though. a business. It's not a business. It's, it, you're playing one-armed bandit. You're, you look, Rock I'm going to give folks – Exactly. I'm going to give folks the benefit of the doubt, and the people that have told you that's how you're supposed to build your real estate business, they might be like big, huge, top-producing teams. In order for them to sell six, 700 houses per year, they've had to implement some of these passive lead generation systems. And if you're listening to those guys and you're somebody who's wanting to get to 25 or 50 or 100 units, you're, that's, there's a disconnect there. They probably did exactly what we're suggesting that you do to get to essentially that 50 or 75 or 100 unit level, they probably then knew, because they were probably coached, 
then to implement some of the passive lead generation stuff. If you lead with the passive lead generation stuff, unless you have a deep war chest of savings, money, you don't mind going into debt, unless, you, you know, unless you're like that, which the vast majority of you are not, you've got to learn how to get this business yourself. And then when you do, when you never succumb to buying leads, when you always know you can go after the business yourself with, and getting consistent results, I promise you with the absolute core of my essence that you will feel fantastic about this business. You will feel t- fantastic about the opportunity that this industry creates for you. The people that get burned out, that we talk to, that we hear from, the emails we get from you guys, it's because you guys are still refusing to learn how to get your own business. You are. You're the ones that are frustrated with the fact that your buyers never buy. Or you're frustrated with the fact that your sellers, that sellers you chase are unmotivated. It's because you've yet to accept the fact. Now, you don't either know what I'm saying is true, and now you're just hearing it for the first time, or you've heard it before, but you're denying what, what we're saying is true. So in other words, you're in denial, or this is new information. You're on one of those two paths. And if you're in denial, you've got to ask yourself, What's going to change? You're just going to, there's going to be we call it lead inflation. So leads are going to continue to cost you more money. At some point, there's going to be a crossroads where you're spending so much money and you've accumulated so much debt from buying leads that you're just going to have to get out of the business. And that breaks our hearts. Learning how to go after your own business, learning how to be a fisherman opposed to just a you know somebody who essentially hopes and prays that a fish jumps in their basket is not that difficult. Matter of fact, it's easy. But when you do it, you're not going to be surrounded by a lot of other people that are also doing it because most other people just want to Facebook. They want to Instagram. Which is, by the way, it, why it works is because not everybody is doing it. So get right. great at it. it. It's actually easier to get your skill on and to get going with that than to continuously come up with new schemes of avoiding that very thing. It's actually easier new to schemes. just learn it. New schemes to avoid doing the real work. I like that, Julie. Maybe we should round the bend for today's show. Well, on I mean, that how much energy is spent on that, right? Hiding out from the real work, you know. And, and the thing is that the people calling them and emailing them and selling them that type of thing know that, and they also know that leads have no value. That's why they're now calling them impressions and not leads. Hint, hint. That's right. Okay? Like an impression is somebody that's going to close with you, really. You know, so you just have to be really careful about this and come to terms with the fact, as our uh, podcast listener in Idaho pointed out, it seems interesting to him that there is actually a correlation between hard work and income. That is a true, real thing. <laughs> That's not a misconcept, uh, right? That you get it. So your job is to understand that and systematize your lead generation so that that is most of what you're doing and you're letting the other things that don't matter go to the wayside, and keeping the money in your pocket. So, of course, you're always going to do better spending the, the effort up front, right? Remember, when you prospect, when you learn to do that well, it's already been spent. Your time is done. You don't have a trailing bill. So we'll continue to talk about this on tomorrow's show, I believe, and uh, we'll get into the nitty-gritty on that. Guys, if, if there's ever anything we can do for you, um, you know, long-time listeners, just sincerely thank you for making this podcast, our radio show, such a success. 
really sincerely appreciate it. We see how you guys are sharing it. We see how you guys are benefiting from it. You know, I have to say, one of the things I always love is when I get an email from a listener, and I can tell they're a long-time listener because they're essentially they've conceptually got the spokes on the wheel analogy. They understand the different things we've talked about, and they're speaking the language. They're 100% focused on the things that matter most uh, about this industry. For those of you who are new listeners, because obviously we're picking up a lot of new listeners, you can go back and you listen to our past shows. Uh, you can go to realestatecoachingradio.com or you can go to timandjulieharris.com. Just go back and listen to the past shows. Great way for you guys to drill down and get your education going. Come on, take it to the next level. It's time. Stop being just one of the uh, one of the normal agents who does what everybody else does and start taking seriously the ambitions and the aspirations you had for yourself. If not now, when? Now. That's the answer. Guys, if there's ever anything we can do for you, remember, just fill out that form. And when you do, we're going to call you back. And we're going to give you a free coaching call. We're going to give you the Real Estate Treasure Map, the book. The book is essentially your business plan. The coach that calls you back is going to get you started completing it. It's going to be a process that will take you through the idea that, hey, guess what? You can accomplish what you set your mind to. And also on that call, they'll tell you about the premier coaching program, which most of you are going to want to enroll in. If there's ever anything we can do for you, email me directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com or julietimandjulieharris.com. In the meantime, have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>